This is a Media 8 production. You know, the average time between start and successful exit is like 8.7 years, right? And people always ask, you know, how, how your Shark Tank business is going. I'm going you know, I invested in it last year, right? <laughs> it's going exactly where it should be. The world is full of amazing people. And once a week, I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum, and this is Awesome Humans. Welcome to Awesome Humans. I'm Brett McCallum at BJ Macker on all the social. And today's guest is a down-to-earth bloke. He's a very proud Queenslander who left school at 15 and joined the army. He's risked his life savings to launch a startup at the age of 23 and successfully sold a number of businesses in his time. He's worked for Google, launched Amazing Incubator Accelerator co-working space in Brisbane. He's a pilot, an entrepreneur, a visionary, married father with three young girls and a great bloke to have a beer with. He's now a shark on the TV show Shark Tank in Australia. And he's massive in the startup world. He's recently been named as Queensland's chief entrepreneur. I can't do this story justice, so we're going to get him to tell it in his own words. Welcome, Steve Baxter, to Awesome Humans. And no worries. Thanks very much for the, uh, the the kind intro. No problem at all, mate. We've um, firstly, before I start, you're my son's favourite shark. Two reasons is because his name is Baxter, and the second one is you eat all the time. <laughs> That's it. You're known as the shark that eats in my house. But let's not go there. I, like, I just take a drink and coke twice. <laughs> mate, we've met a couple of times in the past at different events with Aaron Berkby. So Aaron's a good mate of mine. And we've had a few beers together at various events, which is good. Mate, congratulations on becoming the uh, Queensland Chief Entrepreneur. What is that and what does that mean? What now happens? Yeah, thanks very much. So the uh, Queensland uh, Government uh, through the city, through the department responsible for innovation at a government level, has, uh, uh, has something called the Office of Chief Entrepreneur, Office of Queensland Chief Entrepreneur. And that's an office to help coordinate various functions uh, in and around the startup ecosystem throughout Queensland. Uh, the titular head of that, I suppose, the figurehead is the Chief Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So that's the, uh, I call it the Weekend at Bernie's role. If you've ever seen Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's, you leave Bernie in the cupboard, he's dead, you ring him in, you tie a string to his hand, you bring him out and you wave his hand and push him back in, put some embalming fluid on him. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so you're Bernie. I'm Bernie. Look, um, uh, the, the first uh, chief entrepreneur was a chap called Mark Salby. He was a fantastic man, fantastic chief entrepreneur. And he, he made it a lot more uh, progressive role than I suppose I first uh, uh, envisaged it. So it's a, lot, it's a lot less weekend at Bernie's now and it's a lot more sort of helping okay. uh, to help coordinate. Uh, there's a great staff that run the office of chief entrepreneur. Um, uh, it's not my full-time, it's not a paid job. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a freebie. <laughs> it's a love job. There you go. So, uh, um, look, I'm here. I'm the chief cheerleader for enterprise and, and uh, high-tech entrepreneurship in Queensland. Is that going well? Yeah, I think so. Um, look, I, I started in sort of November, early, mid-November, I want to say. Uh, excuse me, October. Um, and, and I've already visited Rockhampton, Emerald, uh, Bundy, uh, Harvey Bay. was meant to go to Townsville last week but got struck down with food poisoning, so that wasn't going to happen. That's no good. No, no, just, you know, that happens. Um and uh, I've got some great good eight trips planned next year. Nice. Um, so getting out of Brisbane is a big part of what I want to do, uh, helping to get some of the capital, capital, constraint, um, uh, capital constraints in Queensland sorted out are quite important. So looking at the angel space, looking at the VC space and looking at the sort of follow-on uh, high net worth super seed space uh, in that funding is, is sort of quite important to us. And is the government listening to 
Don't know when there's a new one now. Obviously, we're, we're sort of same same. We're sort different. of what, what two working days after they've actually called the election, yeah. and I think they actually swore the cabinet in today, today or tomorrow. Yeah, is it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I have a new minister, the last minister, uh, uh, Leanne Enoch. I think mm-hmm. I got that right, Leanne. Did, yeah. I, yep. <laughs> um, or Enoch. Um, it's hard to stuff up Kate Jones. It's an easy one. It actually. Is, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so she was like Le- Leanne's a fantastic minister. I regard her as a friend. I hope she does likewise. Um, I think she's a uh, a tireless worker. Um, in, in that space. So uh, she was a great minister to have. I'm looking forward to working with uh, – I look, I work, work, work with any politician who's got responsibility for this space, but I'm looking forward to working with Kate Jones. I haven't, I, I don't know, I haven't, haven't met, met her yet. No, I haven't met her yet. Okay. And, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm low priority. She's got several departments. She's got the Commonwealth Games as well. So uh, uh, she'll get around to us in, in, in due course. It's a couple of big um, sort of portfolios to have as well, isn't it? Like innovation, which should be the number one thing. And then at the same time, the Commonwealth Games. I think she's got another one as well, hasn't she? Yeah, Com Games. It's gone by. It's gone by April, May next year. There, right? It's disappeared. Yeah, okay. So, do you gonna... think that's a good thing for the state, the Com Games? Well, I think I think that that you can actually. Well, there's, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, anything that brings people to Queensland and actually yep. sort of showcases is awesome. So, uh, Gold Coast, beautiful part of Queensland. So, um, no, I think it's great. Yeah, that's what I'm from the Gold Coast, so I, I do love it. And it's the only bad thing at the moment is the roadworks, but I think that'll pay off in the end. That's every city in Australia, right? Every city in Australia has got crappy roadworks and and, and, crappy, and, and, and horrible roads. Um, you haven't been to Sydney Airport recently. It's just oh, disgraceful. It's atrocious, isn't it? So the, the, the other thing I want to do as a part of Office Chief Entrepreneur is I have a big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm. So I have the whole get get outside of Brisbane thing and take successful business people out to, to, to places outside of Brisbane. I have the capital thing I spoke about. Yep. And then I have flying cars. Flying cars. Flying cars. So um, How right long is your tenure? Right now, right now in 2030, Dallas and Dubai are talking about having a consumer-grade autonomous flying car service operating by 2030 cheaper than a cab. Wow. Right. Three weeks ago, LA came out and said, we'll do it in 20, by 2020. 2020? I don't believe 2020. What's up, what's up? I believe 2030. I don't believe 2020. Two years. Two and a bit. <laughs> Have you seen one of these things? Yeah, there's some out there. They're, they're very uh, uh, early. You know, they're very sort of penny penny farthing. <laughs> Yeah. You know, type thing. I wouldn't say penny farthing. I'd, I'd say, model, model, I'd say model T forward. No, no, not yet. I'd, I'd wait for a few to crash first and fl- sort the problems out. I know out. you like to fly. I love to fly. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't test. I wouldn't test pilot any aircraft to be yeah, honest. So, <laughs> um, it, well, the things we spend seven billion dollars a year every year on roads. So this is without a cross rail tunnel, cross city rail tunnel. So uh, can we keep spending that if we go up? We can we can do a lot more. These are electric. They're quiet. They're uh, fast. How many people are they fitting them? Um, well, at, at the moment, the the probably the most promising one I've seen, which is a four engine model. Mm-hmm. I, I like things that are more engines than less engines. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm pretty sure it takes a 50 kilo payload, which is you know a supermodel, right? With yeah, a ham sandwich. That's, that's it's a supermodel with a ham sandwich, children. right? <laughs> However, the the Moore's law curve. So the, the the time it takes for these things to double their capability is yeah. about three years. Oh wow! So in three years, that's that's probably 50 k. Yeah. And in three years after, that's 200 kgs. That's two people with a decent amount of luggage. So um, this is why I can believe 2030, not 2020, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. So, um, And what, will they just go straight up from where they are yeah. and then fly? Autonomous. You'll jump in and you'll say, I want to go to 123 Smith Street. And it'll go, yep, that'll be 12 minutes. And you go, no worries. And you'll sit back and read the paper or play Fruit Ninja or I don't know, do something. And how um, how far can they, are they going to be able to travel? Though? So this is the cool part. So people, people think it's all about congestion busting. And it'll, it'll definitely bust congestion. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But... Uh, how long would you tolerate to spend getting to and from work every day? 
I currently take an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, well, I take an hour and five, right? <laughs> so, so let's so say I was, probably tolerate an hour and a half. Let's say it was an hour. Let's say it was half an hour. Yeah. Right, these things do two hundred k's an hour in the air. In the air, yeah. as the crow flies. Wow. No, no traffic lights. Put a dot on a map. Draw a line at hundred kilometers. Draw a circle. Where do you want to live? Wow. Because if you're living in Brisbane, right? Excuse me, if you're working in Brisbane, mm. you're going, well, I think I'm pretty sure Bridging Beach is 117 kilometres away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's okay, I might do 32 minutes on a commute instead of 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so so um, I think the one technology has got the capability to flatten cities is wow. probably this technology, to be honest. So let's just think, let's get big and actually let's, let's dare. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is will it replace cars? No, it won't. Right. Will it take pressure off a five billion dollar five to seven billion dollar a year spend on new roads? Let's face it, when we spend five billion dollars, what happens to the roads afterwards? They just suck a little bit less. Yeah, exactly. Right. We don't make better. them better, they just suck less. So um uh so let's actually do something inventive, you know, let's actually get lots more lanes, lanes in the sky. The technology is there, it will happen. Uh it's a case we have to actually walk the regulator gently through how this is going to occur. Um, so in 2030, we are doing this. We're not waiting until 2036. Yeah. That, that'll be the difference we're talking well, It's going to get 10 years to go through the regulations, wouldn't it? <sighs> You'd hope not, right, eh? You, yeah. you know, <laughs> we can't help ourselves, can we? No, exactly. It's over-regulate to over-regulate. That's, that's uh, ridiculous. But I'm looking forward to uh, getting picked up in a flying car. That would, would, would it be able to get me to Sydney? Uh, not initially. That'd be tough. I mean, the ranges are about sort of um, – that one I spoke about has got a 15-minute battery life, but that'll double every three years yeah, as well, yeah. if you so know what I mean. So that'll give me my um, 100 k's within a few years. Yeah, yeah, within probably five to ten years, you're definitely getting 100, 150 k's, um, nice. and probably you know half out of recharge the damn thing, and off it goes again. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. But one of the things we like to do is sort of get to know the real you and get to know the real people within our our sort of guests. So can you tell us the Steve Baxter story, where you were born, raised, and what you did, and how that all works? Oh, do people want to hear this? They do. They love it. Um, so I was born in a northwest Queensland town called Cloncurry, um, which for everyone who enjoys Australian popular cinema is actually where the Walkabout Creek Hotel is. It's just south of there, a oh, place really? called McKinley. It, it wasn't the Northern Territory. It was northwest Queensland. So uh, my dad was a clerk in Queensland Rail, mm. goods clerk, um, lived out in um, Cloncurry uh, and then uh, Rockhampton and Emerald as dad got sort of, um, I suppose, transferred around the railways. Yep. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, um, you had a good childhood? Yeah, it did. You know, outback country towns are awesome, right? Back, yeah. back then, you know, no one really worried about too much. Doors really didn't get locked and... You'd ride your bikes around town and you were told when the street lights turned on you had to come home. <laughs> yep. you know, that, was your, that was your clock, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, the biggest problem there was getting bitten by mosquitoes, I think, to be honest. Um, uh, I joined the, uh, the Army uh, when I was 15, so I joined under the Apprentices Program. Uh, I think it's sad that the Army no longer trains apprentices, although when I think about now, I, I enlisted at 15 years old and I've got a four-year-old daughter and I think to myself, man, I just, you know, uh, Kids joining the military at 15. It's my daughter's um, 15th birthday today. There you go. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not at the moment anyway. No. Um, yeah. So what's worse than enlisting a 15-year-old? Getting them to sign a nine-year contract. Wow. There you go. Um, so did you serve as well? You did the apprenticeship and then? I did the apprenticeship, yeah, do apprenticeship. And I served just shy of nine years. Um, wow. So, yeah. Um, thank you for your service. No, thank you. Um, really enjoyed it. I, you know, I um, at some point after I joined, I realised I, I was a digger. It's not something you get by joining. It's something yeah. you actually – it's an attitude you get when you're in, to be honest. And ever since then, I've either been a digger or an ex-digger and it's what I prefer to be known for. Then I don't come from Rockhampton or 
or, or Emerald or Cloncurry. I, I grew up in the Australian Army. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's awesome. And I think everyone I know that, that's had the pleasure of serving this great country um, thinks exactly the same. And yeah. as I say, thank, thanks again for your service because if it wasn't for guys like you, then we wouldn't live in this, um, this amazing country that we do. Oh, cheers. So you, you, um, you left the Army at the age of, was that, around 23? Yeah, so um, uh, left at 23 in Adelaide. So I was posted to, to three years in Victoria, three years in Brisbane and almost three years in Adelaide. Um, was posted to an air defence unit in Adelaide. Um, uh, joined a computer club. Um, started mucking around with computers, you might say. Um, uh, built an internet service provider out of a pile of computers. Um, spent about 11,000 bucks of a home loan deposit, you know, borrowing bits and pieces to do that. Started a business, left the army. Um, so in 1995, started the business in uh, uh, November 94, left the army in 95. Um, didn't really tell them I was starting a business because I knew they <laughs> I knew they wouldn't like it. So there was no point going having that pleased. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, know, you need the answer, so why ask? <laughs> exactly. So, um, <laughs> ask for forgiveness, not permission. Exactly it. Um, and then uh, we sold that business in 2000, 99 and 2000, two separate transactions uh, to Aussie Mail. Uh, moved back to Brisbane in 2000. So uh, Aussie Mail was, uh, was Malcolm Turnbull, wasn't it? Malcolm Turnbull was the chairman of the board, I believe, at the time. Okay. So um, the founder was a chap called Sh- oh, Sean Howard. Um, yep. Um, never met Malcolm until about 2004. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, I lobbied him. He was, um, I think he was shadow something, undersecretary for communications or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He wasn't actually frontline cabinet. Um, uh, so we, yeah, we started Pipe Networks uh, with, a, with a chap I went to school with from Rockhampton in 2001. We listed that in the Australian Stock Exchange in 2005 and um, I left there as a full-time executive in 2008, went and worked with Google in California for a year. So they poached you or you went there first? How'd that one work? Yeah, like, so I, um, there was only one job left in the company and my business partner wasn't going wasn't to give up CEO, which is yeah. fine, and it was time for me to go. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting on an email from Google saying, hey, come and work for us. And it was like from two years before. And I thought, oh, really? Oh, this guy can no longer work there, surely. Hit reply. <laughs> and, you know, about two weeks later, I was over there having a job interview. Wow. What have been like a week later. It was pretty quick. <laughs> Never fly to the US for a weekend. Never fly to the US idea. for like a day. Oh, no. <laughs> Just a jet lag nightmare. Um, and uh, as Google as much fun as that looked in the, uh, the intern movie. <laughs> um, did you wear a spinny thing on your head? You did actually on your oh, first you week. Really? They give you this thing called a, a Nougla cap. Um, I've still got it at home somewhere. Um, look, it, it's a place full of really smart people. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was my most professionally, in, 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 you know, uh, engaging job I ever had, to be honest. In fact, I, found, I didn't like it at all. It was oh, horrible. Really? Yeah. So um, I, I met some great people there. Um, but they're a strange company. They've got a lot of money. They, 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 they rule the world for what they do. And when you have that much money, it hides all sorts of problems. And, and not hides. They don't, they don't have the same priorities to fix issues. Yep. Um, so I worked out I was a very bad employee. Okay. Um, my wife's saying that. She's sort of saying, you know, you've done nothing but work for yourself for the last X many years, you know, yeah, yeah. 12, 13 years, whatever it was. Um, you're going to be okay going to Google. So, what do you mean? Best company in the world. <laughs> should <laughs> go with you? Oh, yeah, we yeah. should come over. Went over to the dog, everything. Um, we had full designs and stayed there for quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, in the end, we had a uh, TBG Telecom um, uh, acquired, uh, made an offer to acquire Pipe Network. So, we sold the company. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because of Californian tax, to be honest. We had to, we had to return. California oh, okay. wanted to tax us. There, there's a double yeah, taxation. Yeah, well, there's double taxation treaty between Australia and the US. So okay. That doesn't, doesn't really count, but not the, the sovereign state of California, as yeah. the wankers call themselves. <laughs> excuse me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we, we made the decision it was just going to be a lot easier in our life to come home, basically. Yeah. And uh, it was a good decision. We, we enjoyed California. So, so yeah. and you, you come back and then never work for anyone ever again? No, uh, no, until I, the, until I work the for the government. government no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep joking. I'm maybe on public service. You know, they've got to they pay me some money before they can call me that. <laughs> That's fair enough. So who would you say is the greatest influence in your life? Um, uh, I don't know. I've stumped you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry about that. Uh, greatest influence in my life. I mean, you know, personally, probably my parents, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, Massive influence there. The you know, um, as as a young soldier, I had a couple of I had one, I had a couple of um, uh, people in charge of us, like one one um, platoon commander and a company sergeant major who were exceptionally instrumental in my understanding of what a, a real leader and a real man, and I'll say that probably a real man yep. does, if you know what I mean. And you know, the, these are the sort of guys that you you'd crawl over broken wire for gleefully. So um, excuse me, broken glass for gleefully. Mm. So are you still um, in touch with them? I saw one since. I saw one actually at Pub and Darwin once since I got out and then actually ran to the other chap's uh, daughter. I had no idea because he's got a very distinctive last name and I was on this um, camping trip away sort of corporate retreat thing for the weekend and she was on it as well. And it wasn't until afterwards I realised she Who said, she was? I, she, well, she said, you know, she was born in this town around the state. I said, oh, I was there for, you know, I was there when I was a young fellow. I was 15, 16 years old and didn't. And then I found out later on a last name, which is very distinctive. And I went, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, it's. It's, it's you know it's, it's such a distinctive name. It was in, wow. like, you, you wouldn't be so and so's daughter. So, yeah, I am. Oh, holy hell, he's one of the guys who changed my life. Uh, actually, taught me what it actually means to literally must not take responsibility, take it on the gym when you do things wrong. You know, just a real, real boys' lesson in life, yeah. if you know what I mean. And and what one of the guys you'd literally you'd you'd, you'd you know you'd leap through firefall. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what would you say your greatest achievement in life is? It's Kids. Yeah, beautiful daughter. I got, I got, a, got a four, now, haven't Yeah, you? got a four-year-old and a pair of ten-month-olds. And how are um, they going? Is that why you look so tired? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> look so tired because I got friends up from Sydney. And we were having a fun all weekend. Oh, um, there you go. Um, yeah. Look, personally, obviously the family. Yeah. Um, to be honest. So yeah. That's uh, pretty amazing. I got four myself, and um, yeah, you just look pretty special, them. aren't they? Oh, mate, it's unbelievable. I think it's just one of those feelings. Like it's my daughter's fifteenth birthday today. And she came in and jumped on my bed this morning and the other three jumped on and oh, they're all a lot bigger than us now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's just no, no other feelings. There's yeah. no, nothing better. Um, I would be – I'd have to ask it. How did you become a shark? Um, yeah, look, I, I, um, uh, I just wrote a letter and they let me in. No. Um, I was on the telly and I said, No, actually, no, look, I was actually, uh, I was lobbying in Queensland. I was lobbying um, all sorts of people on behalf of uh, tech startups. I had Riversea Labs for, for three, four years before Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, two and a half years before Shark Tank, I did Riversea Labs. Um, and I was doing some lobbying and I had a bit of a bruising encounter with some Queensland politicians. And I realized it was because they didn't actually understand I actually had a business history. Yeah. And I knew what it was talking about. So yep. and I thought well, I had to. Raised my profile, so I bought a um, a PR team on, and I gave them the, the task of getting me five mainstream articles in TV, newspaper, or print, uh, newspaper, radio every month in Australia. Okay. Was, that was their goal. Yep. I came, then I came back with the Shark Tank opportunity, and we armed an ad. I didn't, I didn't really want to do it because I didn't like the Shark Tank format of the US. They, okay. they actually encouraged me to, to, to take a second look at it, which I did. 
did the audition, did very poorly on the audition. Mm. They rang up and said, no, no thanks, we're after five sharks and you were the sixth-beth shark. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone, I'll piss off, that's what you tell a five-year-old, right? <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. And um, I wanted was the feedback and they wouldn't give me the feedback and, and uh, it was their TV show, not, not themselves. I, didn't really, I was disappointed but I didn't really, you know, yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a huge thing in my life. Um, and then uh, a couple of days before shooting, um, unbeknownst to me, it was a couple of days before shooting, I get a phone call and I said, do you want to be back on Shark Tank? I'm like, doesn't that, that start filming end of next week? No, 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 day after tomorrow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> um, so I rang the wife and said, oh, look, you know, because it, it's big. We, we, we actually structured our life and we'd actually done a, a few things to make sure that the security of our family was paramount. Yeah. And we didn't want to jeopardise that. From so an investment sort of, point of view, mate? Well, Financial, we, I mean. Um, from physical security. Okay. So yeah, we, had, we had some we had some issues. So yep. yeah, um, when you when your wealth gets published in the newspaper, yeah, you get some not, issues. If you know what I mean. Yeah, of so, um, and so what I mean, we ticked a lot of things off before then, um, not because of the, the the Shark Tank opportunity, but because we just we wanted to, you know, disappear in some respects. Um, or yeah, so uh, we so rang the wife up and said, look, I've got the chance to go back in Shark Tank. What do you reckon? And she's like. What are you asking me for? You know you're going to do it, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to ask. Yeah, you? but I have to ask. Yeah, exactly right. Because I did not be more shit than Ned Kelly, right? Um, and so, yeah, and let, you know, that sort of the day after next, I was at RM. Actually, the next day, I was at RM Williams Bondi Junction getting kitted out with stuff. And oh, really? And then that we met the press that night, and then the next morning, some door opened, a lady with two dogs and a pram pushed in, and came and asked us for money, and I literally thought I was in Canada camera because, like, I'm just <laughs> what the hell happened in my life? So you've gone from high tech startups and now flying cars to a lady with a dog and yeah, I think she had a dog grooming business or something like that in Bondi Junction. You fancy that in Bondi Junction? There you go. And um, uh, yeah, it was you know it was fun. It's fun. I actually really enjoy it. We get to talk to a lot of people. Yep. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, a lot of the relationships I've made with the sharks. Um, and um, you know we get to hear a lot of stories and 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 hopefully get people to take a good hard look at uh, you know getting into enterprise and changing their life. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What's the best startup you've ever seen or been involved with? I always ask this question because I, I, I give the example of Lotto Land. I love the idea of what Lotto Land did and what I mean by that is they insured. They, they, they didn't actually get a massive injection of cash. They actually bought out an insurance policy against the Lotto. And I just thought it was really clever yeah. the way that it was actually done. Not that it's the most influential. And I always, um, I, I mean, I, I think it was Aaron Burke we said, I got a bloke that sort of curing cancer. <laughs> My Lotto Land example sounded really shit after that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just like the fact that they did something really simple and really different. What what's what do you sort of think about startups and? Well, I think the one curing cancer is the one I funded. Um, so, oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. So, that was um, amazing. Maxwell MRI. So yeah, they're, 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 they're the guys. Um, literally, the, the only time we funded an idea, um, had an idea. The two blokes I spoke to about were the, were the guys to pull it off, and um, so here you go. So you know, in a very short period of time, like days, we'd we'd invest 150 grand on, on basically, uh, let's give this a crack. Yeah. So only time, to, believe me, that's the only time I've done that. And you, you, you smart investors shouldn't do that. No. Um, but... So that worked out okay. Um, uh, you know, we've got another business. I've got lots of business out there that are clever, and you come yeah. across a lot that are good. Um, you know, the average time between start and successful exits like eight point seven years, right? And oh, really? We always ask, you know, how, how your Shark Tank business is going? I'm like, oh, you know, I invested in it last year, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going exactly where it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very rare you get a knock out of the park success. Now we got one in. We got two out of three years of Shark Tank that are doing exceptionally well, and one's payback. The rest of the portfolio probably one and a half times over. Oh, really? What one's so that? So that's Carnegie Stall. 
car next door. Mm. So what's car so next door? So car next door is a car sharing service. Okay. Operates mostly out of Sydney, my favourite place, Bondi Junction again. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, and they're in Queensland too. Um, just Will and Dave, awesome entrepreneurs. And, yeah. Um, just, you know, really, really good people. Because the people, right, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's who you're back. I know so. you're back to another very good friend of mine, Sarah Pierce. Sarah's uh, great, yeah. With yep. shoot. Yep. And uh, Sarah worked for me for a long time. Oh, then, oh uh, nice. And then got another bubble on the way? There you yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When she, when she came out with the idea, she's asked me, what do you think? And I said, oh, that's sensational. Have a crack. Yeah. And the thing is, she um, she hates public speaking. And yeah, I hate public speaking too. And it's now horrible. she's becoming a public speaker. It's hilarious. But she has oh. to have a few wines and now she's pregnant. She can't. She's in this dilemma. It was like, it's very amusing to watch. But no. She can. She'll just be a shit mum, right? Yeah, exactly. Show her to wake up with a stubby in its hand. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, just to finish off with a quick few quick fire questions. What's your favourite food? Cherry Ripes. Favourite song? Oh, Christ. Um... No, not um, no. favorite song. Favorite song. Cherry no, Rose. I, I, I love, I love, I love singing along with my daughter. We do Rock the Casbah by the Clash. Rock we the Casbah. Rock the Casbah by the Clash. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with that. What's your favorite place in the world? Um, there's a place up in the Gulf of Carpentaria called Swears Island. It's a, it's a fishing camp. It's an island run by a, a beautiful couple, Texan Lynn Battle. Um, if you care about Queensland, you care about Australia and the rugged parts of Australia, I get a Swears, S-W-E-E-R-S, Swears Island. It is um, one of the more special places. It's, it's exceptionally basic. It's beautiful. How do you uh, get Fishing's there? awesome. I fly a plane. That's why I own planes. Fair enough. So I got an airfield there. So oh, nice. Yeah, the plane I got, I call my, my five fat fisherman machine. You can take five fat fishermen <laughs> from Brisbane to the Gulf of Carpentaria. You've hooked him. So, he's, he's a yeah, big I'm fisherman. I'm mad fisherman. <laughs> I might get to Swears Island. It is... Uh, you know, you go up there, you just murder fish. It's a big blood trip. You go there and you kill lots of fish. Um, there might be a few beers involved. And um, You've just made his day now. Just, it's very basic. <laughs> you know, they got, they got the honesty tick shoot at the bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and it's just uh, lovely. I mean, it, 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 like most Queensland resorts, it could do it could do with a renovation. Who really cares? You're not going, you're not going there for the marble spas, right? You're going, yeah. there, going there to kill fish. Absolutely. Kill fish and drink beer. So what's next for Steve Baxter? Uh, I'm going to pick the daughter up from daycare and go home. Oh, fair enough. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we get a big year. So Christmas is coming up. Um, so get through this week. Get through the Christmas parties. It's yep. important. Um, uh, get some time off uh, early next year. We start filming season four Shark Tank 20th of Feb okay. in Sydney. Um, and is that shot um, over a four-week period? And about three and a half weeks here in a row. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So with, with press either side, probably about four weeks, yeah. So... Um, and we've got that and we've got a, we've got a month's holiday in, in, uh, in Europe we booked like three years ago. We're going nice. over for the 100-year commemoration of the end of World War Two, oh, uh, end of World War I, excuse me. So, yeah. Um, and we come back and then there's the Myriad Tech Festival. So I've got my first six months mapped out next it's year. Done. Yeah. And, you know, I'm away. I met, I, met a, I met a Queensland for about probably ten weeks of it. Wow. Well, Swears okay. Island in early June. Going to Swears go. Island up there with Lick. Like we're going to look at Swears Island now, aren't we, bud? <laughs> should do a, should do a show from Swears Island. That'd be great. Yeah, that's it. Live from Swears Island. I'll charge only half price to get that's there. That's fine, mate. Yeah. No problem at all. We'll uh, we'll get Steve Baxter to fly us up there. That'd be awesome, mate. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, what you do for this state and what you do for innovation is is awesome. Um, in my books, that regards you as an awesome human, and we really appreciate you being on the show. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Hey guys, thanks for listening and what an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJ Macca and look out for more Meteor 8 podcasts.